The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So, yesterday, the government gave a press conference in relation to housing for all and where it's at. Got possibly a bit overlooked because of all the coverage of the Ryan Tuberty RT affair. But the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, had this to say about some people who were seeking accommodation from the state and who decided not to take it. I think you measure success and progress based on things that you know you can control. Uh, the number of new homes built, for example, uh, the number of new social housing built, um, the cost of housing, um, the number of first-time buyers who are buying their first home. I think things that you can have uh, you know, a good degree of control over as a government, you can measure success or failure on. Of course one of those metrics is going to be homelessness, of course it is, um, but it would be just simply inaccurate uh, to say that the government has control over things like the number of family breakdowns that occur, uh, the number of people who um, are new arrivals who seek emergency accommodation, even within homelessness. And I, I work with a lot of people who are in emergency accommodation in my constituency. Uh, there are lots of people who are in emergency accommodation and have refused multiple offers of social housing. You know, it's a much more complicated picture than people would like to like to make it out to be. Colette Bennett from uh, Social Justice Ireland. In what circumstances do we know of people turning down offers of social housing? Well, first of all, I think it was an extremely ill-judged set of comments, and they were repeated twice, actually, yesterday, um, because there's no evidence to suggest that there are swathes of people who are turning down accommodation uh, who are on the social housing waiting list. We currently have 157,000 households in need of social housing, and that includes those tenant households who are on at the housing assistance payment, and which the Taoiseach himself admitted are social housing tenants. It also includes the over 3,600 people who are in direct provision emergency accommodation, having had their asylum status um, accepted. So they are they are here um, and they are still in uh, accommodation. We know, for example, that on the, the official uh, social housing waiting list statistics, um, there is a third who have been waiting for five years or more, um, and more than one in five have been waiting for seven years. Now, I don't know what your life might be like, Matt, but mine has certainly changed quite dramatically in the last seven years. My circumstances have changed, my family has grown, and I don't think that I am necessarily an exception. But when you look at, um, I suppose, the, the evidence that is provided by uh, housing charities, um, when they talk to people who are on the social housing waiting list, um, certainly there was a report by the government's own Citizens Information Board together with the Disability Federation last year, which showed that inadequate housing uh, is being offered to people with disabilities who are on the waiting list for up to 10 years because they can't access the accommodation that they're being offered. These are very valid reasons for people to deny or to not accept offers of accommodation by local authorities. Um, there was also an acknowledgement by the government in 2020 when it, when it uh, published its programme for government that there is an epidemic of domestic abuse in this country. Uh, and there was that broadening in the Housing for All strategy in 2021 um, of the criteria so to allow people to select uh, the location in which they would be uh, offered accommodation so that they could avoid situations where they may be in an area with uh, an ex-partner um, who may have been abusive or with their that, that family. Um, so there are very, very valid reasons why people but may, may there also be um, 
deny yeah. it, but the, we, we don't have any evidence to suggest that this is something that is contributing to the, the dramatic increase in homelessness that we're seeing. But might there also be incidences, as have been quoted, of people saying, no, we don't want that because it doesn't have suitable car parking or not somewhere to put the motorbike or the bedrooms are too small? We have seen really tragic circumstances where people have been reported as, as, as having committed suicide, and I, I beg your pardon for if that is a, a trigger for anybody who's listening, um, because they were placed so far away from their support networks that they were just so isolated. There is no evidence, because there has not been sufficient reports, not sufficient research done to actually find out you know, how many people are refusing accommodation, what is the reason for, for those refusals, has their circumstances changed since they, they um, I, I got on the list in the first place. How many times have they been asked? I know that there is a provision in the legislation to update the lists every year, but that is done by post. For many local authorities who are under-resourced, they can't you know, back that up with the, the phone calls and the visits. Um, so there are many people who may well have had their circumstances completely changed, but who are still you know, on, the, on the list for smaller accommodations. Okay, I want to bring in Finnegale councillor Jim Gildee from the Dublin, or sorry, from the Dunleary Ratdown constituency. Jim, thank you for joining us. In Dunleary Ratdown, would you be aware of people turning down uh, social housing as offered to them, and be aware of the reasons for that? Uh, good evening, Matt, and uh, good evening, Colette. I am aware of that, yeah, but the numbers, as Colette says, is very, very small. Uh, a couple of years ago, actually, in front of a motion that I had put to the council that we introduce a thing called choice-based letting, CBL, uh, has dramatically reduced the number of people refusing houses, basically because they bid on the house in the first place to say, yeah, that's, that particular unit suits me. One of the big reasons that people refuse houses is because, I think as Colette said there earlier, uh, people are supposed to update their list if their circumstances change uh, since the previous time they, they filled up the form. And if I can give you an example of that, perhaps somebody has had a stroke or perhaps somebody has had an accident and they now have a mobility issue. Uh, when they filled out the form and when they updated that form a year ago or two years ago, whenever, uh, they don't uh, indicate that I need, we need uh, access to a place that, has, uh, that is suitable for people with uh, mobility impairment. So we offer them a house uh, on, that, that, that may have uh, two or three uh, flights of stairs in it. And uh, then they come back and they tell us, sorry, we can't. Now, those people turn down uh, that accommodation. And it is, not their, it is not a problem that they turn it down and there is no question of them being put on any blacklist or anything else like that. It's just a matter of updating the, uh, of updating the record. Uh, similarly, Jim, I presume then it means that if people have children, if the family gets bigger and if they haven't updated the list, then they may need more bedrooms than the accommodation that they're well, being offered. Reason, and for that reason, that, that doesn't tend to happen because what tends to happen is uh, the, the housing, social housing points-based list uh, is based on family size. Okay. Uh, so, people, so people tend to tell us immediately uh, when, so, they, when, they have, right. when there is a change in family circumstances. Does that mean then that your party leader, as he shook Leo Faradkar, uh, got the wrong end of the stick yesterday when he was making the suggestion that this is a bigger problem than you and Colette say it is? No, 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 he didn't. He didn't say that. And I think if, if, uh, if you listen to what he said, he said there are all sorts of reasons. And I said to you at the outset that, yes, I have seen people refuse houses for all the wrong reasons and they can be they can be uh, very very 
grim reasons that uh, they refuse. But what I'm saying to you is that the percentage of those refusals is very, very small. And I think if you listen to what the Taoiseach said yesterday, it was very much along the line. There are a number of reasons, and he gave he gave a very wide list of reasons why. And one of the things he said was they 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 refuse housing, and and it is one of the reasons we shouldn't deny it. Councillor Jim Gildee, unfortunately I'm out of time there. Thank you very much, Jim Gildee, Finnegale Councillor for Dunleary Ratdown, and Colette Bennett, Economics and Social Analyst from Social Justice Ireland. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, F-